Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remix Movement Podcast. I don't know what's going on with my voice, but it is early in the morning. <laughs> and I have not spoken to you guys in a long time. So for those of you who are new, my name is Stephanie. And um, I am one of the hosts of the Remix Movement Podcast. The other host is my husband, Lewis. And uh, from time to time, we like to do Remix Your Life episodes. And basically, these are podcast episodes where we can basically give you guys a principle or something that's found in the Bible that you guys can apply in your lives, something that will change your life, something that will hopefully make your relationship stronger, and um, something that's kind of um, like an example that I can give you all these different things from the Bible, and it's not hard, right? It's something that's easy. I haven't spoken to you guys in a really long time, and um, Lewis and I just came back from a Thanksgiving vacation we had such a great time. We spent time together as husband and wife. It almost felt like we were dating. And then when I came back, I was a little bit under the influence of the sick. Um, it wasn't COVID or anything. It was just like I was really congested and it was like an all week thing. I was tired. I was like with a stuffy nose. I couldn't sleep because it was all watery. And it was just really weird. And I said to myself, you know what? It would just be wrong if I did an episode and I didn't feel good. So I woke up this morning. I feel a lot better. I'm not as congested. And for some reason, I'm just tired. It's early in the morning on this Saturday. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go straight into it, okay? And it's not going to be too long. But I definitely want to go ahead and say thank you. And if you are not already following us on Instagram and Facebook, please go ahead and do so. We really appreciate it. And go ahead and share this episode, um, this podcast episode with anybody that you like. Um, because this is all for God's kingdom. This is for his glory. It's not for me. It is all to expand the kingdom of God because we believe in him. All right. So um, for this remix episode, right, um, I want to talk about faith. And faith is such a deep deep, deep topic. And we've had lots of episodes where we've talked about faith and we've always been taught to have faith for ourselves. And that is a hundred percent true, right? We need to have faith in God to help us to get through our life. And we need to believe in the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross because the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, that for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And that is not of ourselves. So you need to have faith in God to receive his saving grace and to be able to get your ticket to heaven. But I want to talk about another type of faith. I want to shed some light on a faith that maybe you haven't heard of or you may not know too much about, okay? And that is faith for you, all right? Now, I'm not talking about you as a person. I'm actually talking about faith for others, okay? So you can have faith for yourself, but the question is, do you have faith for someone else's miracle? Do you have faith for someone else's conviction in Christ? Do you have faith for someone else's anointing to be manifested? I am here to tell you that I have faith for you, which is why I titled this podcast episode, Faith for You. I have faith that you as a listener are being able to listen to each episode, and I have faith that you are going to grow in Christ. I have faith that you are going to be able to listen and apply the principles and revelations that I share, and that you will be convicted, and you'll be able to repent from your old ways and choose to do God's way of life, all right? I have faith for you. You see, 
faith that doesn't focus on myself but focuses on others is like an intercessory faith, right? It is a faith that stands in the gap. It's a faith that it will allow God's hand to work on behalf of someone else. It's a faith that says, I am not just going to believe in God for me, but I'm going to believe God for you. All right. It's what Paul meant when he wrote to the people of Corinth, uh, Galatia in Galatians 6, 2. It says, bear one another's burden. So don't just tell me what you need and tell me what you want me to pray for, but actually believe for me. Believe that when I hear that you're going through some issues, that I'm not just going to be the one to say, yeah, I'm praying for you, but I'm really not. Okay, because the problem is, is that in today's culture, in church today, too many people are saying, yes, I'm praying for you, but they're really not praying for you because these are the words that we feel that are appropriate. They're comforting. When we see that someone's going through a hard time or we see that someone's going through pain, we want them to hear that we're praying for them because we know by them hearing it, they're going to feel a sense of comfort. But how many of us are actually saying, I'm praying for you? and actually doing it. How many of us are actually saying, you know what? I do see that uh, Christine needs prayer for this family member. Let me write it down so that I can pray for her today. Are we actually taking the time to pray for the people and not just saying, I'm praying for you and forgetting about it? I mean, actually praying for somebody, telling them that you're praying for them, and then weeks later, that person receives their healing, that person receives their help, that person receives their miracle. That miracle was done on your behalf. That miracle was faith that you had for them, all right? Now, if you have faith for others, what you're basically saying is, you may not have enough faith now, but I'm going to go ahead and pray for you so you can borrow some of my faith. See, when we're going through hard times, we're going to have faith, but sometimes our faith may be low. It may not be a faith that's convicted, a faith that is excited, a faith that is expecting, but we have faith, right? But when you have faith for others, when I say I have faith for you, I'm being able to say, I believe in God for you. I'm letting you know, hey, you might be going through a hard time, but borrow some of my faith because right now I'm expecting for you. Right now I am praying for you. Right now I believe that you can have that baby you're praying for. I'm praying for your baby. I'm praying for your job. I'm praying for your scholarship. I'm praying for your mental healing. I want to pray for you. I want to have faith for you. All right? So, that's basically what faith for you is. Now, I want to give you guys some examples because in the Bible, it's not just one situation that happens where you can see that there's somebody praying for another, all right? And God works in that miracle. God allows us to see through the Bible that this happens more occasionally. This happens more than one time, all right? So here's an example, the first one, right? Mark chapter 9, verse 17 I'm going to start reading right there, verse 17. It says, a man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, he throws himself to the ground. Um, he foams at the mouth. He garnishes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long Shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him 
And when the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled over and foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? And the father responds, from childhood. Verse 22, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do something, take pity on us and help us. Here's the tricky part. Verse 23, it says, if you can. And Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw this, saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit uh, shrieked convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up to his feet, and he stood up. Now, let me tell you guys something. The boy didn't believe in God. The boy didn't have faith because the boy is demon-possessed. The boy has a situation where he literally is throwing himself on the ground, foaming at the mouth. The boy had no faith here. But you see, what happens is that Jesus performs the miracle not on the boy's faith, but on the father's faith. And the father says something really, really um, confusing. He says, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And this is where it gets tricky, right? Sometimes we believe in God, but we don't believe God can do the miracle. Sometimes we're in a state where we're like, I believe you, but I don't believe you. Like, I believe you, but I will be shocked if it happens. And it's not that we doubt it because we don't doubt God. We just don't believe that God can do the performing of the miracle. But he's real in what he says, and he still has faith. He says, I do believe in you, God. I do believe in who you are. I do believe that you can do this. But help me overcome my unbelief. And we need to be understanding that when we come to God with our faith, we need to be able to say, God, I have faith in you. And I have faith in what you can do. And even if I feel like there's some type of doubt in there that I don't think you can do it, but I'm going to be shocked, God is still going to see that we have faith in him. So he's going to perform the miracle on our behalf. So this is what happens. And this miracle, it wasn't the boy's faith that Jesus did the miracle. It was through the father's faith. The father had faith for the boy. All right. Here's another example. Matthew Chapter 15, verse 21, it says a Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is a demon possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So the disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is, right to t- um, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. So here's another example of faith for you, right? The daughter is demon possessed and she has no faith. She doesn't have any faith whatsoever, but we see a mother who is desperate. We see a mother that in the midst of what Jesus is doing, healing the people and giving the stories and doing his miracles, she is literally desperate. And she says, Lord, please help me. 
And even though she sees that he has, he's on a mission, he's going one way, she's like, no, no, no. Even the dogs that eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She's like, if I just have a faith that falls and a faith that wasn't really for me, but a faith that comes from another blessing, that's enough faith I need to be able to have. And God is like, wow, this woman has so much faith. This woman has so much faith for her daughter. I'm going to go ahead and do the miracle on her behalf. Jesus heals the woman's um, daughter, and she heals her out of her faith for her. All right? Here's a last example, and I hope this one really hits home, okay? In John 11, there's this really long story about a man named Lazarus. And I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is a lot, but I want you guys to take some time later and go ahead and read the story of Lazarus. Um, just to summarize it, right? Lazarus was sick and then he dies because he dies. He can't believe for himself. He can't believe he can't have faith. He's dead. All right. But Jesus raises Lazarus up from the dead, not on the faith that Lazarus had, but on the faith that his sisters had Mary and Martha knew and believed who Jesus Christ was. They knew the power he had and they went straight to Jesus and knew that he could do something about their brother who had died. They had faith for him. They had faith for Lazarus. So when Lazarus is brought from the dead, it is done on behalf of the sisters for Lazarus. This is a very, very powerful thing because what happens is I'm giving you guys these examples to show you that you can have faith not just for yourself but for others. The same way I tell you I have faith for you, I believe you can say you have faith for others. And the faith that you have for others is what's going to cause God's hand to perform these miracles. Because some of you are sane. Some of you are blessed. Some of you are healed. Some of you are even alive because of the faith that someone else had for you. Because what happens is you don't know, but there are some parents out there that are believing God for you even when you don't even believe in God. There are some teachers out there that are believing God for you, even though you feel that, you know what, I'm having so many issues, maybe I'm going to be dropping off. But the power of the God that we serve is going to work on your behalf because of the faith of someone else. There are people believing in God for your behalf. There are people that are believing in God for your miracle. There are people believing and having faith for you. Again, this is something that I hope and I pray and I challenge you guys this week. I challenge you guys with your faith in God to believe for someone else. Think of those people around you. Think of people that you love. Think of people that you care for. Think of people that maybe are not in your zip code. They may be in another state or another country. But listen to their burdens. Listen to their struggles and choose to have faith for them. Choose to have faith that God will work a miracle in their lives on your behalf. Be the gap that people may have in their faith that you can be able to say, you know what, you may be struggling right now, but I have faith for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will talk to you guys again very soon. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.